This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to AHP. Thank you for joining me. I do appreciate your time in supporting the show. Again, a th- big thank you to all my Patreon supporters. Uh, if you want to support me on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash AHP. Uh, it's always appreciated. Today, I'm going to bring Muzz on in just a few moments. Some of you have been wondering, I did send out an email on Patreon about revamping the snapshot segment. Now, I'm not 100% sure whether I'm going to do that yet uh, and what the proposed process of that's going to be. But I guess with future content i probably didn't want to pigeonhole certain news and topics that needed to happen as they happen and i guess that is the purpose of why i'm going to be doing more shows uh talking about a lot of different things as they happen and giving you guys more content i think we can agree more content is always going to be better as you know there's been big media surrounding the new south wales liberal state government pushing and trying to ram through marine parks in sydney from Newcastle, north of Sydney, to Wollongong, south of Sydney, there's going to be huge areas that you are not going to be able to fish anymore. I did say this in 2013, that you are selling your right to fish back to the government. You're selling your right to fish back to the government in the form of the fishing license. We had basically bipartisan support from the major parties that a fishing license is good. Even our pro-shooting parties think the fishing license is good. It has now come back to bite us on the ass. There is a Facebook page called Stop the Lockout as well, and I have noticed a lot of people talking about the fishing license, how the fishing license has now sold them out, and it's going to be a major issue in the future for mums and dads and their kids to go out fishing. This sort of policy is the policy, honestly, you would expect from probably the Labor government who want more marine parks. I'm going to play an audio clip, actually. This is from 2GB with Ray Hadley. Now, he speaks to a guy that's from uh, the south coast of New South Wales in Naruma about fishing, about the issues they had down there when they got sold out by the Labor government and all the businesses that went out of business due to the marine parks. A lot of you guys remember I interviewed Max Farrelly, who's from down that way as well. He's down near Ulladulla, who was charged by fisheries for apparently fishing in a sanctuary zone who ended up beating fisheries New South Wales. If you want to go back to that show, uh, you can go back and listen to episode AHP hashtag 156. That's episode 156 uh, about Max Farrelly versus fisheries New South Wales, which he subsequently ended up winning. But I'm going to play you two interviews first. The first is with a fellow named David from Nyaruma on the south coast of New South Wales. Uh, Then we'll go into the interview with Department of Primary Industries Minister Niall Blair uh, from the Liberal, or he's a National Party's politician in New South Wales. And you can just listen to some of the dumbest things this minister actually says. And I've got to give kudos. I'm not a huge fan of Ray Hadley at times. Sometimes I think he does some bad things. Sometimes I think he does some good things. But I think he's absolutely spot on with this fishing issue in New South Wales. He absolutely gives a major, major bollocking to Niall Blair. That was actually really good to listen to. So we'll play the interview first uh, from 2GB Ray Hadley with a fellow named David from the the south coast of New South Wales in the rumour. Let's play that now. Look, I got an email from a gentleman named David Clark from the rumour on the south coast of New South Wales. Thanks for taking time to look at the Marine Parks, Ray. I'm president of the Naruma Fishing Club and right in the middle of the Batemans Marine Park, which started in 2007. And I want to share with you some of the 
ramifications that have been visited upon our area by the naming of this marine park. Now, the president of the Naruma Fishing Club is David Clark. He's on the line. G'day, David. G'day, Ray. How are you, Mark? Good, champ. Well, thank you for the email. And the reason I've reached out to you is uh, I haven't had time to read through this material, but you are living proof that it doesn't always work the way they want it to work. Tell me what happened down south. Well, basically, we you go back prior to 2007, they uh, come down and they sat down with us all. This was all the presidents, etc. and we all sat down at the Maroon Game Fishing Club by night, and mm. they said, if we had a marine park down here, where would be the best place to save it? So we were all, everyone was all for it. All right. And we sat down and you mark out all your spots, etc. that you thought, you know. Mm. And next thing you know, they've turned around and they've implemented this map that just dropped on our lap one day. And uh, actually, I got interviewed by Steve Price when it did happen. Right. Your money. And they turned around and they locked us out. They just turned around and said, you aren't going to fish here, you aren't going to fish there. And it was devastating. And when they um, brought this in, like, this used to be a very vibrant town. And within six months of that, like, we had a, the petrol station closed because no one was turning up to buy fuel. Um, there was 26 businesses that went to the wall. 26? 26, yeah. and, and this would have been a previous Labor government looking at the time frame. Yes, that's correct. And so you said, yeah, we, as, as we, recreational fishermen, we, we think it can we can accommodate it. But when the map came out, it wasn't in the area you suggested to them. It was in the area we suggested to them. Yeah, they just every they picked our brains. They took every good fishing spot basically that you had, mm. and then they just closed it down. And the, the problem with it is, right, fishermen do not have a problem um, looking after what we catch. Right, we, we're very environmentally friendly ourselves. Mm. But the big problem is they keep on throwing things at us, new scientific evidence. Now, I've got a letter in front of me, I'll, I'll send it to you also, mm. from a previous marine park manager. When they closed down one little creek down the back here, it was Nangudja Creek. Right. And his exact wording to me was under new scientific evidence that we have obtained. And we all thought, oh, fair enough then, let's have a look at it. Right. And it was never produced. And it's all been lies. And it's really frustrating and I tell you what if it's done so much damage down here yeah. once it gets into Sydney and Wollongong and Newcastle all hell will break loose up there. You said within six months of operation of this marine park dating back to 2007 26 local businesses in and around the room are closed. Yep. And that's because yep. local and visiting fishermen didn't attend anymore because of the lockouts. That's correct. Look I've, I've just been passed by my staff um, the proposed marine sites and I'm getting letters from people at the Hawkesbury, but it appears um, that it doesn't go up the Hawkesbury, but it appears it's certainly at Lion Island. Yeah. And I'll just go through it. Um, so outside uh, Lake Munmora, there's a place called Bird Island. Then we yeah. go down to Nora Head. There's a place there off Nora Head. Tugra Bay. So inside Tugra Bay, by the way, the entire Tugra Lake mm-hmm. is a marine park. Yeah. That, Okay, so, well, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it looks like the sign says Tugra Bay and then it has a dotted line going inside Tugra Lake. Then you've got Forrester's Beach, which is a bit further south. Then you come down to Lion Island. You've got Barranjoey Headland, Narrabeen Headland, Long Reef, Cabbage Tree Bay, uh, North Harbour, Camp Cove, um, and the entrances to Sydney Harbour, the Sydney Artificial Reef. You've got Chowder Bay. You've got Nielsen Park. All these areas, of course, Chowder Bay, Nielsen Park, are inside the harbour. Yeah. Bronte Coogee, Cape Banks, Boat Harbour, which is further south. 
then Cabbage Street Creek further south, the Royal National Park, which is off Port Hacking, and then Wollongong, five islands off Wollongong. So um, proposed marine sites, and I'm trying to read it, and there's yeah. zoning yeah. sanctuary cave, conservation zone, and special, special purpose zone. Yeah, yeah. So the thing you'll find, Ray, is in our area down here on the south coast, mm. it's a very big tourist area. Yeah, sure. And the part that really annoyed us was they would have a sign, um, an area exactly, with where we would, um, at Glasshouse Rocks, which would stretch down for two miles down the, um, along the coastline to another little sign, which is no bigger than two foot by two foot. But that sign actually covered an area that ran three kilometres out to sea as a big square. Sure. So just imagine drawing a square on the map. Now, people would come here on holidays, mate, and like your mum and dad fishermen, they'd get the new boat, etc. for Christmas. Mm. They'd come out and they'd go drift into these areas, fishing for flathead or whatever. Yeah. And then you've got these clowns from the marine park sitting there giving them $550 fines. You see... Because they don't know where they are, like, you know. Uh, I'll be talking... I think I need to talk to the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party about this because they'll, they'll have a broader yeah. knowledge of it, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do, mate. No, well, I, you know, I, it's bad enough that the Labor Party did it in two thousand and seven, and I guess they were carried to that position by the Greens. But yeah. I don't know why a Conservative government would be doing this. And one of the things, just think about this, uh, because I'm not a fisherman like you are, David, but I'm a yeah. very keen golfer. And one of my listeners just sent me this: Ray, you're a golfer. Imagine some bureaucrat with far too much time on his hands convinced the minister the existing use of golf courses was unsustainable and they made a rule you could only play once a week. Yeah. How would you feel? Well, I, well, I'd be very, very angry. That's basically it, right? That's, that's it in a nutshell, mate. All right, mate. We'll be in contact. Thanks, Dave. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, by the way, David, I've found Robert Borsak, so stay listening. Just stay there. Yeah, we'll do, mate. We'll get him online right now, Robert Borsak, uh, Shooters, Fishers, Farmers Party from the Upper House in New South Wales. G'day, Rob. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Not bad. I've been inundated. I feel like I've been targeted via websites about all of this. And I've just spoken to David Clark, the president of the Rumour Fishing Club. They had this uh, hoisted upon them back in 2007. What can you tell me about it so I've got a better understanding of what they're trying to do, this very jiggling government? I'm a bit like you, Ray. I'm just trying to get my head around it. Um, Mm. We're just working with a uh, team of fishers at the moment trying to understand and put together a campaign. Um, From what we can understand, basically, if you're a... uh, a scuba diver or a snorkeler, you can pretty much go anywhere and do whatever you like. But mm. uh, all the best areas, as we saw with the old marine parks that were set up years ago under Labor, mm. all the best fishing spots will all be taken. Uh, and there'll be extremely limited access, if any, at all. And in some places they're saying, oh, well, we'll allow you to take some abalone. Well, yeah, you might be able to take two abalone a day or one abalone a week or something, but that doesn't substitute for a good day out in the tinny. And this is just a straight-out, I think you were alluding to, just a straight-out political grab for votes in the North Shore, Mm. lefty votes and the greeny votes in the North Shore. Well, what I'm looking at here is it appears, and I hope I'm wrong, that the entire Tugra Lake... It, because it says Tugra Bay, and then the arrow goes inside Tugra Bay yeah. and into Tugra Lake. So yeah. I hope they haven't barred everyone fishing in Tugra Lake. Well, that's again, nobody really knows any of this yet. They're still out talking to people, and this is what this so-called consultation is all about. But you know, there's nine hundred thousand fishers in New South Wales, and they're all hopping mad. Well, let me tell you something. Okay, this is a bit like the Greyhound decision. Uh, came out of the blue. Um, I don't, and I don't mean in disrespect to anyone involved here, I would doubt that Gabriel Upton's ever cast a line anywhere. I doubt that 
Gladys Berejiklian's ever baited a hook, and I doubt that Niall Blair has done likewise. Oh, I think you're 100% right. And I so, actually, mm. I actually have a tinny. Um, I'm actually one of the directors and ex-owners of Brooker Marine. One of the reasons we shut the business down four years ago and I ended up dropping $2 million and selling it is because of the old marine parks that were set up. Yeah. Now, this is just going to wipe everything out completely. I mean, so in this confusion, don't have any understanding of culture yeah. and the right to go out and actually collect your own food. What's wrong with that? Uh, I'm just looking. I've got notes from people living in the Hawkesbury region and they think the river is going to be impacted. But from what I see here... The arrow goes to Lion Island and not beyond that. So I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, yeah. And they call it Hawkesbury Shelf Marine Bioregion, New South Wales Waters. And I'm just trying to get some sort of guide as to what they're... Well, hang on. As I look at it now, if I go with this grey area, I think I'm right. I don't think you can fish the Hawkesbury either. Yeah, no. I, I, I think right. I, I, from the shore, yeah. it looks like you can't fish the Hawkesbury. Ray, in 2011, when we had the balance of power, mm. we got a bill passed through the house, our house, and, 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 and acknowledged in the lower house, passed the, where it was called the Marine Parks, No New Marine Parks Moratorium Bill for five years. Right. Okay, the government agreed to do that with us because they had to buy our cooperation, and they did it. Uh, now we've had best part of seven years since uh, any marine parks have been, new marine parks have been declared. The primary one we were interested in stopping, of course, was the Sydney Marine Park. In other words, shut the whole of Sydney Harbour down to fishing. That's where they're going with all of this. Well, uh, hang on. I'm just looking at the, at the shadow around Sydney Harbour, and it appears that you are not able to fish. And, and look, see, I, I would remind the Premier of New South Wales, her predecessor resigned on the back of his dumb, ham-fisted greyhound ban. If she wants to go down the same path with 900,000 fishermen, um, she better think again. Well, we're putting a campaign together. It's on the way. We'll be mm. having a meeting in Parliament House next week. We'll have a protest when Parliament comes back in, uh, in September. And uh, what we're going to tell them is that we are going to now campaign in every Liberal seat, especially in and around Sydney and up the coast. And if they want to fight that uh, on the hustings, then they're welcome to, because we're okay. looking forward to it. I've just got this is the most outrageous rubbish I've ever heard. OK. Well, I've got a stack of emails pouring in, as you would imagine, from all yeah. those people in New South Wales who do fish. But here's a very important one in light of what you said about, you know, uh, some people trying to buy green baits. Um, now, Wayne's down south. He says, Ray, the statement that the marine parks are to preserve fish stocks is a lie. Fish stocks are regulated by bag limits, fish yeah. size limits for recreational fishermen, and the total allowable catch for commercial fishermen, which is called the TAC. DPI Fisheries' own research states there are only five species of fish threatened in New South Wales. Four of these are specifically deep sea fish. The fifth one is a mulloway already has extremely tight regulations. Ray, I can assure you the whole issue is employed by this Conservative government to buy green votes for the next election. That's what it's all about. Well, that's right. That's exactly what it is. And we're going we're gonna to make sure that, that that little project fails. They have to abandon this before the election or they're going to absolutely get knocked off in the, in the election itself. There, no, there won't be a safe Liberal Party seat no matter where on the North Shore it is. OK. All right. Well, uh, you and I need to catch up and talk about this when you know more about it so you can tell me which direction we go and it sounds like we've got another battle as we had with the greyhounds a couple of years ago. It does sound that way, Ray. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I've got to get my head around more of the detail. I, like you, don't spend as much time fishing as I'd like to. OK, well, you, you get the detail and then you can be my lecturer, OK? <laughs> OK, thanks, Ray. Thanks, mate, all the well, best. Cheers, It'll save me a stack of time. So there you go. Uh, I don't know if David Clark's still with me. Are you there, Dave?
Yeah, right, yeah. Well, you've heard what, what Robert Borsak had to say, and he's convinced that it's all about getting green votes in the city region. So we'll, we're on to it, and we'll chase it, OK? Yeah, mate, well, that's exactly what happened down here. And, like, our local member is Andrew Constance. Yeah. Now, I sat down with Andrew Constance six, seven years ago, and he was going to look into this. I'm afraid Andrew's been a very big disappointment for us down this well, the world. David, let me tell you, um, if I can get uh, the Labor Party leader, Luke Foley, to come on air and say, and this will be a test for him, and it was a test for him over Greyhounds, but if I can get him to come on air and say, our policy will not sustain this proposal by the Berejiklian government, he's a hope of being the next Premier, I can tell you that. Very much so, mate. All right, then. Thank you, David. Appreciate your time. David Clark, President of the Rumour Fishing Club, preceded by the Upper House uh, member, Shooters Fishers Farmers Party, Robert Borsak. All right, guys, you just heard from the fellow fisherman down from Naruma, New South Wales. So let's get into the Niall Blair interview uh, with Ray Hadley on 2GB. The Minister for Fisheries for Primary Industries. Niall Blair's on the line. Minister, good morning. G'day, Ray. Um, what's this madness? So this is, uh, well, in a sense, labour-proofing, I think, um, the marina state and hopefully opening oh. up to be a bit more balanced. Let me just... You know, labour-proofing? Yeah. They what want, do you they expect? Want... You expect me to lose the election, are you? No, no, not at all. But what they're offering up is a, is a marine park from... Pit water to port hacking. What we're saying is, well, hang on. When they get when they when they replace you and get the new minister in, they'll do what they want through legislation, just like you're trying to do it. No, no. So what we're at is just a proposal at the moment, Ray, and we're bringing in things that have never been done, like, for example, a catch and release zone. So rather than just locking out uh, fishermen, there are some areas where we're saying just have a zero bag limit because it might be a bit sensitive, but we don't want to. Who says fishermen. it's sensitive? Where's the scientific proof it's sensitive? So we've done this risk assessment through the Marina State Authority, but this is a proposal. No, no, no. And, and, yep. Listen, I'm not... Niall, you know how I operate. And, and, I'm not going to cut crap off you or anyone else. Tell me what scientific proof there is, and don't tell me that someone from your department, you know, came up with two and two and got six. Tell me what scientific proof there is that what you're trying to implement is going to save fish. There are some key areas where there are things like uh, seagrass beds and things like that that are sensitive, but we're trying to make sure that we don't just draw well, huge lines on that. Okay. Well, I, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let's let's circumvent all this. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Okay. This is going to become bigger than the Greyhound ban. This is going to cost you your job. It might cost Gladys Berejiklian her job as well. And I'll be dealing in future with Penny Sharp, who's the Shadow Minister for the Environment. That's who I'll be dealing with. I yeah, mean, and, and, and if you up. tell me you're you're doing this to make sure the incoming Labor government can't do it, well, I've got a statement here from the incoming Labor government that you've just, you know, acknowledged, saying they won't do this. No, no, they're, no, no, Ray, they're saying they're going to lock out the whole area. No, 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 no. Yeah, port hacking, port hacking to Pitwater. What we're saying, we actually want to open up those other marine parks that, that Labor bought up and down the coastline, like down in Batemans Bay, why I want to get the fishers into the areas where they can fish. In this proposal, I'm even opening up North Harbour again to squidding, which is something that has been closed. And what we're doing is having a more balanced approach where we can be a bit more smarter in the way that we, we actually get the balance right. So Labor has said they just want to draw a line from, from port hacking um, up to pit water so no one can go in here, no fishing. No, 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 don't verbal yeah. I've got it in front of me. Labor's yeah. multiple-use Sydney Marine Park, which would run from Port Hacking to Pitwater, and including the harbour waters in between, would open to the public for cater for sustainable activities, including fishing, boating, dolphin, whale watching, swimming, snorkelling and kayaking. Now, 
this is what the shadow has said, Penny Sharp. A network of protected sites has not a marine park make. The government has been talking about a Sydney marine park since 2014, yet the announcement is just an announcement to talk more and deliver less when it comes to an iconic marine park for Sydney. This long-delayed step towards some increased marine conservation is important, but it sells the environment and our tourism sector short by failing to declare a, mean, a marine park for Sydney, something Labor will do if elected in 2019. Yeah, they, want, they, want, they want all of the recce's out of the harbour and they want to um, lock up some of the areas that we're opening up. Well, again. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I've had a fairly successful uh, campaign on a number of fronts with yep. Luke Farley. I'll, I'll talk to him about what he's going to offer, because if it's a race to the bottom between you and Labor in relation to the million fishers across New South Wales, well, all of a sudden, it might not just be the Shooters, Fishers and Farm, Farmers Party in Orange. They might have a few other seats as well at the next election. So, Ray, we're out for six weeks now. Then we'll come back. I hope we'll make some changes. Then we go back out for two months of consultation. Yeah. Well, keep Ray, in mind, Ray, it, it could determine your future as a politician. Uh, and, Ray, I'm, I'm a rec fisher, and I, I know how um, this can be an area that gets people worked up. That's why we're talking to them about it rather than waking up well, and seeing... Well, the thing that attracted me, I'm not a fisher, I'm a golfer. Yeah. And one of my listeners just said to me, just pretend that someone in the Department of Environment said that we need to protect, you know, golf courses because they're overused, so you're restricted to fishing or to golfing one day a week. I'd be jumping up and down the one spot. That's what I love doing. And these people love fishing. And you're yeah. trying to restrict where they can do it and how often they can do it. And, Ray, we're talking to the fishers now over these next six weeks, and in relation to safety for rock fishers, um, we're not going to be uh, putting a final decision that's going to push people into an unsafe area. I've taken over rock fishing from emergency services because we want to mm. make it safer and prevent that from happening. Okay. This, this is Well, this according, is to, according to Craig McGill, you're forcing people from safe rock fishing areas yeah. to unsafe rock fishing areas because of these marine parks. Now, there's a proposal there, Ray. As I said, I've asked my department to do a safety mm. wash across these proposals. You're sure this is not just to garner support for the uh, left-leaning areas in and around Sydney Harbour where you think you might be in a bit of strife Look, come the election? Right? This is, this is a, a more advanced way. In, in, in jurisdictions like the state, they know there's some sensitive areas, but they don't want to stop fishing, so they let people have a catch and release zone. We've never done that before here. I'm hoping but what about bag limits and size limits that are already in place? Yeah, no, that's right. So basically it's a zero bag limit. Um, but we haven't done that before. And what they've done is they've closed whole estuaries across uh, New South Wales. I'm hoping that we can get the balance right, still allow some fishing in some areas, but also uh, be a bit more sensitive on some of those critical areas of seagrass and, and breeding uh, reefs and things like that. So this is... There's, there's a What's seagrass? What do you, you keep mentioning seagrass. Yeah, there's some sensitive areas where the seagrass are the key habitat for some of our species. Um, and where? And some of the activity. Where? Um, in the harbour and, and, and outside of the harbour. How do you know? Because we've had the, uh, the scientists do the risk assessment. Ah, oh, so the areas. scientists are in here now. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, would they be the same people that tell me in 50 years that, you know, that we're going to have climate change when they can't tell me whether it'll rain on Thursday or Friday? Is that the same people? Uh, this is a separate group, Ray, just looking at the marine estate here. And, and I've got my fishing people um, in there. I want to hear from all the recs uh, now about what the proposal would look like for them. And as mm. I said, this is, this is out for six weeks. And I'm, I'm hoping that we get that information in and where we need to, we make the appropriate adjustments and then we can then work on those other marine parks across the state where they've just been locked out and actually get some common sense back into some mm. of the, the management. Well, you better, you better make sure that everyone in the uh, fishing game knows what you're talking about so I don't yep. get thousands of emails about what a terrible thing you're doing. I'll have to leave it there. I appreciate your time. 
Thanks, Ray. Noel Blair, the Minister for Primary Industries in New South Wales, 1318737. Well, guys, you just heard both of those interviews uh, with Noel Blair and the fellow from Narumo, New South Wales. So hopefully that gives you a bit more information about what we're going to talk about during this show. Basically, gives us a good stepping stone into our show today. I've got Muzz on the line with me to talk about this marine parks fishing madness in New South Wales. Muzz, thanks for joining me, bud. Thanks for your time. Yeah, g'day, Jason, and uh, thanks very much for having me. And uh, g'day to all the listeners out there. Welcome back, and I uh, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Excellent, man. Let's talk about, first off, obviously, what's happening. Uh, the Liberals under the uh, Berejiklian government came out. They're now talking about putting a ton of marine parks from Newcastle down to Wollongong. Now, they're trying to uh, sell this big stinky turd to us as something that's absolutely fantastic based on uh, marine seagrass. I mean, tell us about this first. First off, let's just talk about mate, the fishing licence, the fishing tax, we call it. How long have we been talking about this? I think we've been talking about this since 2013. We had many political parties... A lot of people that I've interviewed, Michael Guest from the 2GB Fishing Show was pro-fishing license. We had uh, Al McGlashan, who was also a nice bloke. He was a big supporter of the fishing license. And I've just seen one of his uh, social media posts on Facebook now saying, well, he's not voting for the Liberal Party anymore. I don't know why you would in the first <laughs> place, but he's now he, he, they've all had enough now. What did they think were going to happen? I hate to say <laughs> we were right, but again, we were telling people, warning people about this. Well, Jason, I was talking about it way before 2013 when it was first introduced. I, I didn't like the idea at all, and I could see what was going to happen, but I wasn't, I guess, talking about it uh, in, in this type of format that me and you talk about on the Straight Shooting podcast. But, look, we've been warning people, like you said, for a long time, uh, the fishing tax, it's your money, it's going to get used to, uh, it's going to get used against you. It's that simple. It's going to get used for all types of purposes that are not related to fishing. And those purposes are creating marine parks, um, all types of bureaucracy, government bureaucracy with, in terms of uh, enforcement of uh, legislation, uh, finding mum and mums and dads and their kids that go fishing, finding them big dollars, you know what I mean, uh, for daring to cast a line in the water. I mean, I mean, fair dinkum. Like, Jason, this has just gone too far. And I just want to know, where are the Al McGlashans? Where, 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 where are the... Um, all the guys, the, the big proponents of the, the, the fishing tax, all those guys that love the fishing tax, where are they now uh, telling us how wonderful it is? I mean, seriously. Yep. Uh, if people can't wake up by now, they never will. And, you know, you've heard in the interview there, you had, um, I think it was David Clark down from the south coast from Naruma. Yep, yep. I mean, seriously, mate, I, I just, the mind boggles at the level of stupidity, and I've got to say it, I'm sorry to all you fishers out there, but the mind boggles at the level of stupidity of some of these people down south coast. I mean, what were they think, thinking was going to happen? They get a guy from the government come down and visit them and say, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to create this <laughs> wonderful marine park. It's going to be so wonderful, guys. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, it's great. And then the fishers go, yeah, yeah, we, we, we support that. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's great. Tell us where all I, your I, good fishing I, spots I, 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 are. By the way, guys, tell us where all your great fishing spots are. Tell us where all the fish is. Oh, yeah, no worries. Here they, here they are. No problem, mate. Yeah, we go here. We go, oh, this is where you get the big snapper. Oh, yeah, this is where you get the big, you know, the bikinis. Oh, yeah, no problem, mate. I mean, really? <laughs> And then, and then they were surprised it's that 26, business, belief, I mean. 26 businesses gone out of business and he's so shocked that this has happened. Again, they supported oh, this. Oh, they're is, shocked. 
We've been saying this, guys, for how long? I've been saying it since pretty much me and Muzz were having this discussion during straight shooting, and we were interviewing people from these organisations, from political parties, from uh, the people that are in the industry, the big media names, you know, and they all loved it. Andrew Eddinghausen, I never spoke to oh, him. But oh, yeah, Eddinghausen, that's it. Oh, he loves it. The, they've all been great. big supporters of, you know, fishery yeah. stocking, etc. Don't, don't forget also, Jason, let's not forget the Shooters and Fishers Party. They love the fishing tax. It's it's sad because, you know, we look at we look at these things. We said this about whether the money gets used to lock you out or not. But as soon as we gave the power to the government and said to them, listen, yep, we're happy to buy our sport back from you, that was the day that it was doomed. And all these people are on, on the internet now all freaking out. We said this year. What did they think was going to happen? It's kind of sad, man, because it, it kind of pisses me off in, a, in, in some ways, and then it just feels sad in others that they, they were so stupid they never saw this coming. Well, Jason, we've been saying this with much, um, how can I best describe it, which much, with much criticism from other people, mind you. We've been copying a bollocking yep. because we don't support this nonsense. Uh, because we, they thought, oh, yeah, but, you you know, how you expect to stop all, you know, all these people catching undersized fish and all that? And I'm just keep telling people, it's not about that, mate. It's not about that. It's about them having control over you. It's that simple. And and the people just can't see it. But, look, I mean, I just don't understand how now red flags were raised uh, down at Bateman's Bay when they were having this meeting. I mean, we're hunters, Jason, and we're fishermen too, but we love our hunting. Can you imagine if some government guy came up to us and said, oh, Jason, Mars, by the way, we're going to create this fantastic, you know, animal wildlife park down in, you know, in the state forest today. All you need to do is tell us where you hunt all your animals, where all the deer are, where all the rabbits are. Where's your favourite deer spot, sir? Where's your favourite deer spot? Just let us know and we'll take, it. We'll take care of everything. I mean... I mean, really, uh, is, is anyone that stupid to believe that nonsense? I mean, straight away, you would have red flags raised up in the air. You think, mate, I ain't telling you shit. It's off. That's the first thing you'd be saying. I mean, that's the first thing you'd be saying. You'd be saying, mate, take a hike. But uh, these people gave up all the information and everything like that, and then all of a sudden, they you know, they got locked out. And unfortunately, How did they not like, see the greater implications here? Like, as soon as you sold your rights to fishing well, back to the government on some scam that they thought was going to help them, oh, well, they're re-fishing this, or someone told me, I guess, to, to try and stick it to me a couple of months ago. Well, you know, they put a, you know, a, a disabled access ramp in uh, <laughs> one of the city. Okay, what for one person? I know, I know, because because there's a huge flood of disabled people going fishing. Didn't you know, Jason? I mean, fair income. Look, I look. Don't get me wrong. You don't need a massive bureaucracy and a fishing tax to get these things done, mm. right? And 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 this is the this is the big lie. They sell this big lie to you that oh, you pay us this fee and we're going to get all these things, you know, built and all. Every fishing is going to be so great and wonderful and. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at the end of the day, fishing's no better. In fact, it's a lot worse in some cases than it was back in the 80s. I mean, back in the 80s, you could fish almost anywhere. And, and, and you know, there was no such thing as this nonsensical bag limit on, on fish that you are never going to catch. You know, like, I mean, like, seriously. And, and even we know, Jason, today, uh, less than 2% of fishing trips end up with a bag limit. I mean, so... so. Well, it's actually, going on the own DPI figures, mate, it's less than... And I, and I did hear this, and, and you brought up a very good point there, mate, was uh, someone said, I saw on one of these, they had a Facebook page, Stop the Lockouts, and he said, you know, well, why don't we decrease bag limits or catch and release only? And I thought to myself, oh. well, so I ended up putting on there. I said, well, the DPI's own figures clearly state that only 
1% of fish shows who come back from a, a fishing trip will actually catch their bag limit. So people think there's a lot of people out there catching a lot of fish. I mean, how many people even listening to this show have gone out there? I've gone into parts of Victoria that are even are untouched and I can't catch a bag limit. I've been to Malakuta, which is fishing mecca in my opinion. It's like anything. Some years are better than others. We've probably only been down there once in about six or seven years where we caught a good yep. bag of flathead. Other than that, it's ridiculous. I mean, now they're actually recommending catch and release. And I think me and you have spoken about this before, Matt, that eventually most of Sydney, if not down the coast, will be, you won't be able to catch any fish. They're purely going to say it's okay to rip in a fish by its mouth. You just can't keep it. Just chuck it back in the water and it'll be catch and release. All I've got to say is to everyone listening to this show, if you're a fisher, wake up, mate wake up this they are going to use this to eventually destroy fishing because i can tell you right now jason people can't see it the left wing of politics and that includes left wingers within the liberal labor party and of course the greens who are all mad left wingers they want to destroy your culture your recreation and this and because why because fishermen and hunters are predominantly uh, center right right wing people right so they want to destroy everything you have so you end up just being like one of them, a miserable sod. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, Jason, is what really surprised me and what people should also take uh, uh, take notice of is the things that Robert Borsak said in the interview. Now, Robert Borsak, apparently he, had a, he lost $2 million in the broker business for boats. And, and then um, he was saying that, oh, well, you know, Ray, I don't know what's going on. We've got to get our head around. I'm, I'm going to get my head around this and see what's going on. I thought to myself, mate, you're in Parliament paid to represent us. You're there to, to know what's going on. It's your business to know what's going on. This has been going on for years, and you're telling us, oh, you need to get your head around it? I mean, really? I, I can't believe this. And so many times I've heard Robert Borsak say, oh, no, the fishing tax is wonderful. Oh, it's great. We do this. We do all these wonderful things with the fishing tax. And I'm just like, yeah, really? I mean, he's a supporter of the fishing tax. And then on top of that, he's claiming that he lost $2 million in the Brooker uh, boat business or whatever he said I mean it's stupidity it's stupidity times 10 so these are the people that are representing us Jason and uh, look unfortunately um, fishermen stuck up the creek without a paddle on this issue and they've got no one else but themselves to blame and I feel sorry for them I really do feel sorry for them because they're the t- sort of people that want to do good but are easily conned by politicians they are so easily conned by politicians and I'm just saying Stop being conned, for God's sake. Stop letting these people lead you up the garden path. Start reclaiming your sovereignty, your God-given birthright to fish for a feed. It's that simple. And no politician, no government body should have the right to tell you that you can't fish here or there or wherever you want to fish, especially not in the open ocean. Mm. I mean, sure, there might be some delicate parts of the environment on inland, certain rivers, certain, you know, lakes that, you know, there might be some the species of fish that you'd have to protect. But other than that, it is absolute a preposterous lie to believe that us human beings who occupy less than 1% of this entire beautiful coastline of our country are somehow doing irreparable ecological damage that we need all this massive bureaucracy on top of us. It is a one big fat lie and it's completely getting out of control now and people are going to see it way too late Jason the whipping television it's interesting isn't it that David Clark from Naruma it's almost like what he was saying was a script out of what we've been saying for what about the last six or seven six years now um, yeah, he was saying things like putting 
you know, mum and dad's not being able to pretty much go out and fish now. It's put them sort of out of the business of fishing because they've got to get this license. The effects that it's had on local communities, businesses going out of business. And he almost said something very interesting as well. He talked about mums and dads and their kids coming down for a holiday, not knowing nowhere on earth where these marine parks are, going out, having fisheries, specifically knowing they don't know where it is, targeting them specifically. And I even interviewed an old friend, uh, Max Farrelly, who lives down... Uh, in Burrell Lake, just uh, a few kilometres south of Aladala. He was actually taken to court by fisheries and ended up winning against fisheries because they tried to take him to court over fishing in a marine sanctuary zone. And I remember during the conversation, him saying, well, pulling out the maps and saying, well, I'm going off the maps. So they go, oh, no, you don't go off the maps. And he goes, well, what am I supposed to go off? Oh, well, you've got to download the app for your smartphone. And he goes, well, what about people that don't have a smartphone? He ended up winning that case against the uh, New South Wales Fisheries, which I, which I did a podcast on as well. So if you go back through our back catalogue, you'll, you'll be able to see it. Max Farrelly versus uh, Fisheries or New South Wales Fisheries. Very interesting podcast to listen to. But this is the same thing. Yes. Well, well that's right, Jason. You've raised also another interesting point, the, the, these apps. I mean, they, everyone wants you to have this app for fishing. Or for, or for hunting, the DPI. I'm, I would not put a single one of those apps on my phone. I wouldn't trust not one of them, okay? And I can tell you why, because all they want to do is collect information on you. They want to see where you are, what you're doing, you know, those sort of things. I don't want these people spying on me everything I do. I mean, seriously, you know, it's just a joke. I mean, anyone that puts one of these apps on their phones, I mean, you're getting everything that's coming to you, let me tell you, right? So, look, Jason, what... You've said it before, and, and David Clark from the rumor said it. This is what this country is turning into, right? Mums and dads, they go to Kmart, they buy the little son a fishing rod, they take him down to the water, go for a nice fish, beautiful day, enjoying the best of this country. And then what happens? Some idiot from the government comes along and slaps them with a $500 fine. Is this Australia? Is this the country that we want? I mean... Fishermen out there who are big supporters of this fishing tax, this crazy bureaucracy, have to ask themselves a serious question. Is this the sort of country you want? Huh? And, and, and this is the thing. I don't think these people have asked themselves this question. All they think about is, oh, no, no. Oh, we've got to stop those crazy Chinamen getting, you know, those, those small fish. You know, like, I mean, serious? These people are nuts. They're nuts. They're crazy. And they're giving power to these left-wingers that are going to destroy our sport and our recreation. During the Niall Blair interview, too, are you... <laughs> I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know the exact terminology, but, well, we're trying to basically ward off Labor's already imminent policy by putting in more marine parks. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what, what was he saying? He said, oh, we're Labor-proofing it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you can't we're believe We're labour-proofing it, it. I mean, you can't make this nonsense up. I mean, thank God Ray Hadley tore him a new one. And, yeah, he, he basically he, he wiped the floor with him. Ray did. He'd done a good job. I'm hoping that Ray is going to fight this tooth and nail just like he did with the Greyhound band. But, mate, let me tell you, I think the horse has bolted. Marine parks are likely to be with us forever now because there's this so-called pseudoscience out there that says that, oh, it protects fish, it does this, it does that. And what about, don't forget, it also uh, protects the seagrass, don't forget, mate. Oh, that, the seagrass. Oh, yeah, that, we can't forget the seagrass, Jason. <laughs> that was the cornerstone. <laughs> that was the cornerstone of his argument. Watch it. And even Ray important. was going, what? 
What do you mean? <laughs> Seagrass? Come on, it's buddy. You're going to be in opposition you know suit if you keep this up. You know what, Jason? We might be laughing about it, but it's... You it's know, not funny, it, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's really not a fun, It's really not, not a laughing matter. This comes down to our culture, our recreation. And speaking of our culture, Robert Borsak says, oh, these people don't understand culture. Uh, Robert, mate, wake up to yourself. They understand culture very, very well. That's why they're trying to destroy our culture. That's why... That's why it's the whole objective, mate. They're trying to destroy our culture. Don't worry. They understand the culture. So, you know, it's just beggar's belief what some of these so-called politicians that are trying to, you know, support us, uh, or you think that will support us, some of the things they said just... It's interesting because on the Stop the Lockout page too, a lot of people were hammering the SFP, and I'm like, but guys, at the end of the day, you know, I might not be a big fan of them in New South Wales, but at the end of the day, guys, this is the only option we have. I mean, Labor and Liberal want to lock you out. I mean, who else is there at this stage that's actually going to go into bat for you? And hopefully they do get their head around it, so we're able to do something about it, and hopefully, again, the, the pulling power of Ray Hadley and 2GB um, will be able to do something about it. And he was quite clear to Niall Blair, you're going to go the way of the Greyhounds, and this could be bigger. He said this could be bigger than the Greyhounds. He, he, he didn't hold back, did he? He said, you'll, you'll be out of a job, you're gone. It was, pretty, <laughs> so, it was a pretty harsh, yeah. He's pretty full look, on I, I, don't know, I don't know if Ray is right on this issue, actually, because I'm not sure that fishermen actually smart enough to vote them out. I'll be honest with you. I know that sounds pretty disparaging, but I can tell you right now, they haven't been smart enough in the past, and I, the track record is not that good, Jason. That's the problem. So I can't say they're going to be smart enough in the future to vote them out. And like a lot of people might think I'm pretty harsh on Robert Borsak, but at the end of the day, they support the fishing tax as well. So, you know, I'm critical across the board. I, I'm not a fan of Labor. They love marine parks and the fishing tax. Liberals as well, exactly the same. Liberals are just Labor-like. At the end of the day, that's what you've got to you know, consider. And then on top of that, the Shooters and Fishers Party support the fishing tax as well. So, I mean, the Shooters and Fishers Party uh, big uh, calling card is vote for us because we're not as bad as the rest of them. I mean, serious. We, we, we're less bad than the rest of them. You know, like, why can't they just come up with a, a great policy? We're going to abolish fishing tax, the fishing license. We're going to abolish this bureaucracy. We want Australia to be free. We want people to enjoy the great outdoors, to go fishing with, with, with their kids, to not have the fear of the government watching over your back just because you throw a line in and you might get fined. I mean, think about it. You think it's no surprise that the tourism is drying up down there. Mum and dad go fishing with, with their kids. They come out with a $500 fine. They think, stuff that. I'm not doing that again. And if SFP actually come out with a po- not a policy, well, they could come out with a policy saying they're going to abolish it and abolish marine parks. After this this issue, it could be a bit a big vote winner at the, possibly the next election. Well, it'll be the only policy I'll be voting for. Let me tell you, if they can, if they don't come up with a policy that's that resembles that, well, I mean, they won't be getting my vote. I mean, what why would I vote for someone who's just going to be more of the same? And uh, look and. I don't I mean, mean that's the thing. Who else is there, mate? Who? Else? I mean, obviously there's other people running. Well, listen, but in oh, well, that... listen. I don't know what their fishing policy is with One Nation. I don't know what the fishing policy is with uh, Liberal Democrats if they have a candidate running. But uh, I'm sure as hell can't be any worse than what these these three parties are offering. I mean, so you know, maybe after this, that might be their new policy. You never know. If people push them hard enough, could be their new policy. Well, I don't think so. You know why, Jason? Because there are too many idiots on. Pages on Facebook pages like the New South Wales DPI page that want all these fishers that you know that accidentally catch one fish that's undersized or whatever. Oh, take their boat! 
No, you should take their boat, punish them. No, five hundred dollar fine is not enough. They should be fined a thousand dollars. But this is how these guys take speak. their fishing gear. Take their fishing gear. This is how these people speak. They're crazy. They're nut jobs. They're nut jobs, mate. There's a difference sometimes between you know people really flouting the law, know exactly what they're doing is wrong. You know, a, a, a bag of fish that you just you're not supposed to be catching due to you know there might be lower stock numbers, for an example. There's you know flouting the law seriously. Then there's the odd mum and dad, which we're probably talking about. That come down to the water. You know, it's like one or two centimeters under. They might yeah they should be up on the law. I, I can understand that. But look, they... Jason, Jason, look, this is where I understand what you're saying, but this is where I vehemently disagree. I don't, I, I don't agree with the law whatsoever. I reckon you could dump the law and entire bureaucracy tomorrow in the trash can. It would make not one iota of difference to fishing. It You're probably won't, right. Make You're it, probably right. Won't, yeah. won't make one iota of difference to any any species out there that's endangered or whatever it is. It won't make a single bit of difference. Okay, you can still have education campaigns on species that actually are endangered. But, mate, there are a lot of species that are just, mate, they say that they're endangered. They're bloody everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, like, for example, great white sharks. <laughs> everywhere, mate. Sharks are, in, you know, in plague proportions in some areas. So, look, I don't buy it whatsoever, Jason. I never have and I never will. But a lot of people out there are still are still sold on it. So, unfortunately, until until they can... Uh, see it the way I see it, nothing will change. It's just sad, isn't it, mate, that um, you know, it's come to this, that people finally have woken up. And I have seen a lot of posts on there, people posting pictures of their, their fishing license saying, well, this is crap, isn't it? And, you know, or they're posting a picture of that they're not going to, or something, they're posting something that they're going to be getting not reapplying for their fishing license. I mean, didn't they see, this is the most thing, didn't they see this coming? Surely they could have seen it. Or they thought, you know, a cash injection of getting people's money was was going to be a a good thing for shooting. I'm sorry, shooting. Uh, fishing. No, not at all. Not at all. It's come back to bite you severely in the ass. All the big agencies, all the big people, all the media personalities in the fishing industry, we got taken down. Well, Jason. Um, or we're in the process thought, of getting taken down anyway. Well, it's in the process of getting taken down. I said it many, many years ago. And you remember, people are going to be paying for their own enslavement. The money that you contribute to your fishing tax, okay, is going to be used against you. And I said it years ago, and I got a cop to bollocking for it. Well, now look what's happening now. And believe me, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I told you so, and I hate the fact that I have to say I told you so. Um, but and it doesn't make me happy whatsoever, mate. I'd love to keep this country free for everybody. Uh, unfortunately, though, the people are just not very clever. They've got to wise up. They've got to start wising up. And then until they wise up, it's going to continue to happen. Just two quick ones, man, before we finish off, I reckon. Some easy quick ones. We saw, uh, we, we thought we, we spoke about it on the previous uh, straight shooting. We thought Will Hodgman, the Tasmanian Premier, was going to be a good bloke. They were talking about doing some changes uh, to, to gun laws in Tasmania. Now, uh, guess what, Muzz? Community backlash to the government. Tasmanian government has now dropped any changes uh, or any potential changes to the uh, <laughs> firearms laws in Tasmania. Are we shocked or are we not? Well, of course we're not shocked. Me and you are not shocked, but, um, you know, well, what can you do? It's another classic backflip by the government and broken promise. So what can you do? I mean, it happens to us all the time. And unfortunately, it will continue to happen again. Um, You've got, I mean, look, I feel sorry for a lot of the people here that were hoping for changes, especially in Tassie, because at the end of the day, 
Australia is going to work itself into a bureaucratic nightmare where no one is going to be able to do anything in this country. You won't be able to cross the road without signing a declaration of some sort or a piece of paper or doing a course. You know, I might have to do a course on you know crossing the road. But this is what this country's turning out like, and it's not not a surprise to me. And uh, you can see. I know. Heaven forbid we ever, t- uh, you know, believe the Liberal Party again. I mean, you know, nah, well, I wasn't shocked. Well, I knew listen, this was going I, I, to happen. Listen, it's sad. But... Well, well, listen, I, I've, I've stopped voting for the Liberal Party for any of the major parties back in '96. That was that was it for me. And for anyone else that was still voting for them afterwards, well, you haven't learned your lesson yet. So, uh, look, here's the thing, Jason, and and I'm only just making reference to to our wonderful sport, our recreation, our rights. You know, our beautiful country, which we're, you know, very quickly losing, um, you know, we're losing access to, we're losing uh, uh, all types of uh, abilities, our businesses, things like that. I mean, you, you heard uh, David Clark, says that but for 30 businesses or something like that have gone, uh, gone to the 26 wall. 26 it was, yeah. Yeah, something like that. The 26 businesses have gone to the wall and that all comes down to government interference, you know, government interference into our recreation, our lifestyle. So, you know, if you think government's going to deliver some magical results, it's, it's going to be the magic bullet, the magic pill that's going to make things, uh, you know, just unbelievably better. I mean, you've got to think again. It'll never make things better. It can only ever, it can only ever make things worse. And that's, um, unfortunately, that is the nature of government. They just interfere too much and put their hands into things that don't belong. And, uh, and it's just like now, oh, you, know, government, you know, community backlash. And I can tell you right now that the government never really had any intention in Tasmania for fighting for these laws to be introduced. They never really had any intention. Probably they, they got doing... one phone call and they went, oh, let's dump it. Yeah, commu- know, community backlash. Couple, <laughs> they probably got a couple of phone calls and they said, oh, no, there's some people that don't like it. Oh, guess what? We can't do it now. I mean, seriously. What happened to polit- politicians with conviction? They've got no guts. They've got no guts. They've got no conviction. They've got no fight in them. They're only in it for themselves. And unfortunately, the, the people who end up picking up the pieces is the, the poor Jasons and Muzzers of the world. You know, like, and, and this is what happens. So, and have a look at what's going on with the leadership battle now, right now in, in Canberra. I mean, we've had so many leaders in the last 10 years, and it's, it's crazy. And it's indicative of the fact that politicians are only out for themselves. They don't care about the country. They don't care what's best for the country. I mean, people say, oh, bring back Tony Abbott, Tony Abbott. I mean, are people that dumb? Uh, this guy, when he was in power, not one single shovel was put in the ground for a power station. Not one single shovel was put in the ground for a dam. Okay, he broke a lot of his election promises and just made a bumbling, made one bumbling error after another as the PM, and they want him back. Why? Because he because he looks good in a suit, because he's got charisma. I mean, the guy is a failure. It's interesting, eh? When we watched him, I think it was on ABC, might have been ABC or Sky News. Remember, he used yeah. the same slogan for the Adler with the boats. Oh, we 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 stopped the Adler. We stopped the shotgun. <laughs> we stopped the, the shotgun. We stopped the Adlers. <laughs> we stopped the Adlers from crossing over from Indonesia. We stopped them. <laughs> Can you, we don't mean to laugh. Eh? We can't help it because just the stu- it, it's almost come after seven years, hasn't it? It's almost yeah. become comical. Uh, it's just a it comical is, because it, we it just is. keep dealing with the same things over and over, the same broken promises, the same people saying, well, you know, the fishing tax is great. Then it bites them in the ass. Then they're all sitting there basically holding their dicks going, what happened? Well, I know. But look, Jason, here's the other thing too, and this comes down to also the issue with um, the issue with uh, Tasmania and the Liberals down there. 
I can tell you right now, if Peter Dutton becomes Prime Minister, and he most likely will, if he can't say from day one that he is going to tear up the Paris Agreement and we're not going to have this all this nonsense climate change rubbish in our country, and if he can't say from day one we're going to start building dams and power stations, well, mate, I can tell you right now that people are going to get conned again, okay? And it's going to be one big waste of time because we, we need a leader that's going to lead for the country. He has to have the country front and centre and the people of this country at the very first priority of anything he does. And I can tell you right now, like I said, if Peter Dutton can't say those things within the first week of Prime Minister, then forget it. It's going to be just one big con again. Absolutely. Last one, man. This one's interesting. We saw this article, Changing Gear. Upgrades will no longer be allowed once a vehicle is registered in Queensland. For an example, an unmodified (laughs) Toyota Hilux SR5, for example, pulling a caravan as heavy as specified by the manufacturer can only carry another 275 kilos or the weight of two adults and a tank of fuel. That means no bull bar, no long-range fuel tanks, no roof racks, no water tanks. Oh, guess what? New South Wales and Victorian vehicles with upgrades will still be allowed to tow on Queensland roads. <laughs> Expect more roadside inspections by transport inspectors from September 4th. Then it goes on to say the caravans, there's 154,987 caravans registered in Queensland in January 2017, more than any other state or territory in Australia, which is 26% all caravans registered in Australia. Again, Labor government. Why, do we, why yeah. did the idiots vote the Labor Party in again in Queensland? Well, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, how are they going to do this? Imagine how many businesses are going to go to the wall over this. Look at all. Look at four-wheel driving in Queensland. It's massive. You've got so many places in Queensland that sell four-wheel drive accessories, bull bars, long-range tanks, you name it. I mean, just every everything you can think of. And now you've got these crazy restrictions that the government want to put in. I mean, I just, I just don't understand where this country's going, Jason. Pretty soon, you know what? You, you won't be able to get you to your favourite fishing spot that's all the way out there in nowhere because you can't buy a long-range tank. And if you can buy a long-range tank somehow when you get there, uh, you won't be able to fish because it's a marine park. <laughs> well, hang on. They've got no fishing licence in Queensland. At least they've got some a decent amount of sense up there, which is great. Well, they've got no, they've got no fishing tax yet, but you never know. There is still time. People are not very clever up there in certain things. They still vote Labor. They still think that, that Labor's going to save them and give them a massive handout and all that. And they still believe in big bureaucracy. I mean, Labor has just increased the bureaucracy in Queensland like you wouldn't believe. They're going to go broke at a rate of knots, let me tell you. That, that is going to be a broke, one big broke state. And they already are broke and it's going to get even worse. But look, you can't, you can't save people from themselves, Jason, but the, but the, the cards are stacked against them. One third of the state in Queensland voted for Pauline Hanson last election. However, one third, just imagine that, one third voted for Pauline Hanson. However, how many seats did Pauline Hanson get? I think it was one, wasn't it? <laughs> one seat or two seats? Imagine getting one third of the entire vote. You get one or two 350 seats. 350 plus thousand votes, I think it was, yeah. Something like that. But in, Interesting. Look, and, and do you and, reckon the people, let's say there was a fishing license tax on the agenda in Queensland, would you reckon they would learn from the failed New South Wales example or nah, would you have nah, the, the media nah. personalities in the fishing industry and uh, shops and organisations that are pro-fishing going, yep, yep, I really love that uh, fishing tax. We're going to do it here even though there was a failed example in New South Wales. Look, I have no, no no doubt that there'd be a whole line of boot-licking celebrities, fishing celebrities, telling you that how great this is. But let me tell you, 
Um, these guys, that's all, all they're doing is looking after their own backsides. Uh, they're making sure they're going to get the next story, the next uh, invitation to the party, the next, uh, you know what it is, the next red carpet uh, event and all that stuff. They're, they're, all they're going to do is toe the line. That's all they're going to do. No one ever speaks out against these things and, and the things that are right, especially in, in the media, in the celebrity world. They just don't. They just don't know. They're not not either not clever enough, or they're just they're just willfully ignorant. Mm. So that's unfortunately that's what happens, Jace. And look, if Labor want to install a fishing tax up in Queensland, I think they'll be successful at doing it because um, the people are just not very clever. Uh, they've let Talashay government get away with these clearing laws. If you remember, yep. Um, yep. Can't even clear your own land, otherwise you can't get even clear your own, own land now. On your now now it looks like they might even get away with these uh, four-wheel drive laws. I don't know if it's already in the legislation. And if they can do that and the four-wheel drive laws, mate, they'll have no problems getting a fishing tax through. Uh, so, look, I... I, I think I, it's from September 4, so it's already happened, already been rammed through, of course. Probably no well, real... I, I despair. I despair at the future of this country, our culture, our way of life, everything, because I just... just just not enough of a... Um, groundswell of people that are awake to what's happening and, and are able to stop it, unfortunately. And, and the gov- main governments know it, right? So the Libs and Labor know it, and they're using that to their advantage. So, like why ban a bull bar, long-range tanks? If I buy, <laughs> if I buy a brand-new vehicle, we, we've got both got four-wheel drives. I buy a vehicle, but I've got a caravan, and the manufacturer says my caravan, let's say, is 2,000, two, two and a half ton, 2,500 kilos. So only beyond that, once I buy that vehicle, I can only add another 275 kilos. So what is if I had the weight of two adults and two children and a, and a, and a full fuel tank? Can I even carry any gear within my vehicle? Like what about fishing gear, camping gear, tents, uh, camping gear, cooking gear? Uh, it's well, ridiculous. What, what's next? What's next, Jason? Wade bridges for four-wheel drives? Is that what's next? Probably. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Wouldn't surprise me Oh, excuse me, me Jason. I see you've got a um, nice Triton there. Uh, well, listen, yes, um, yes, well, you, you. you're, you're 100 kilos over the oh. over the, the, the amount that you that you should be carrying, sir. Oh, here you go. Here's $1,000 oh, fine. Oh, I'll, I'll, pay that. I'll pay that right away. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll take my license off me. That's it's so stupid, at, isn't it? Well, we, again, we're joking about it, guys, but we have to because we actually have to laugh because if we don't, we'll basically you'd just go crazy. You'd go crazy thinking about this stuff. You know mm. what I mean? I, mean, this I is wish what I was a kid at. again sometimes. I tell this to Muzz sometimes. I wish I was just a kid again where yeah, these things in the world just didn't bother me. You were a young kid just living life growing up. You didn't care about politics. All you cared about was you know getting the football and heading across to the local park with one of your, one of your neighbours when you were younger. That's all you cared That's about. Right. Now it's... Uh, fishing laws now they're locking us out they're locking out our hunting they're taking our guns off us you know we've had the what the adler then we had the riverman oaf now they're trying to take away this wc15 in queensland this um uh, warwick firearms rifle i mean where's it going to end we just keep getting attacked we've got to start achieving some results i'll tell you where it's going to end jason i'll tell you where it's going to end unless the people can wake up and do something it is going to end with virtually the entire coastline being a catch and release zone yeah, it's ridiculous. That, that's, that, what that's about going out for right. a fee? We sold our sold fishing back to the government. Now we can't even pull a fish out to go to go and eat it. We can't even pull our food out of the water now without paying like, some Like I said, tax. and mark my words to fishers, do not be surprised. If you just sit on your bums and do nothing, do not be surprised that in 20 years' time, your children will only be allowed to catch and release. Okay? Do not be surprised if that happens. 
And I can tell you right now, that's what they're working on, mate, because that that that's going to bring them ultimate control over everything you do. They've got control over you in terms of power, your energy prices, they've got control over your health in terms of Medicare, they've got control over virtually every aspect of your life, they've got control over you. And and don't you dare not pay a fishing a fishing fine because if you if you if you don't pay it, they'll take your license away from you, mate. Your driver's license, and they have the power to do that now. So this is the type of tyranny that we're faced with, and unfortunately, like I said before, the people um, are just not that clever, and they've brought it on themselves. Yeah, mate, it's sad. All right, then we'll finish off with our new revamped episode of Snapshots where we talk about different topics uh, and different things that are happening as they happen within the industry. Anything to finish off, mate? Yeah, look, you know, I might have been a bit harsh on some things, but you know what? It's it's time to stop pussyfooting around, Jace. I mean, yep. some of these people need to be held accountable. You know, all these proponents of the fishing license, how fantastic it is, how great it is. Where are you now? Speak up, all right? Stop hiding underneath the rock. Go and speak up and tell us how great this fishing tax is and how, how it's going to deliver all these wonderful things. I mean, th- these people need to be held accountable. You know, the, the keyboard warriors on uh, Facebook that tell everyone that, you know, their boats should be confiscated because they caught one or two fish under size. I mean, these these idiots, these nobodies. I mean, where are you now? I, I mean, saw speak up. A, a post, I won't, I won't say who, because I don't want to sort of embarrass them too much, but I saw this post on Facebook with one of the guys the other day saying one of the, you know, proponent, he's big in the uh, fishing industry, and said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not voting Liberal anymore. That's it. I've had enough. Like, I haven't been, I haven't voted for Liberal for, well, I've never voted for Liberal, but I haven't voted for a major party is where I was going with that for probably, I think my first one was when I was 18 before I was in the, the shooting industry and being part of the shooting sports. And I'm like, did you really think the Liberal Party were never, were never going to screw you over? They screwed people over with firearms. They're going to screw you. It's just labor light. Like, honestly, I'm not voting for them. You never should have been voting for them, ever. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason, the Greyhound owners dodged a bullet. Okay, the Greyhound owners dodged a bullet. Okay, with Mike Baird, they were lucky. They had um, the backing of Ray Hadley and Alan Jones, the most two most powerful voices in the country. They had their backing, and they managed to get rid of Mike Baird over this uh, issue. So the Greyhound owners dodged a bullet. Can the fishermen dodge dodge a bullet? That's the question. Can the fishermen? I'd say there'd be more fish shows than probably greyhound breeders and greyhound races. I would say most likely. Yes, there probably is. There probably is, but it's not numbers that matter, Jason. It's whether or not they have the will, and whether they've got the strong voice or not. Yeah, and whether or not they've got a strong voice. And this is the thing. This is the questions. Can fish shows dodge this bullet? Look, I've I've been on the right side of this for a long, long time. Me and you both have, but other people. It's just taken a long time for them to realise. So hopefully they'll realise a lot quicker. Oh, I now. knew this was going to happen. We we spoke about it hundreds of times on the show, and people just you get a few odd emails saying, "Oh no, I don't really agree with that." And you know they're fish stocking here, they're fish stocking there, and I'm like, I know it's the money as a rounded. Uh, it's not. It's not really about the money. It's when you sold them back your right to fish. You sold them back your right to fish. Then now they own fishing. Basically, they own the water. They own the fishing. Now they're trying to exactly. lock you out of it. And you let them exactly. do that. You let, you encourage, not you us, but people that agree with it, they encourage that. They encouraged it. Now they're screwed. And I, yep, ho- I, hope, exactly. for, I hope for their luck, the, the, the voices of Jones and Hadley and those types of guys will be able to make a big difference. And a lot of this will be knocked on the head. But it's a lesson learned that don't give up after it's knocked on the head. You need to start advocating to get rid of the fishing license. 
but Jason, I want the David Clarks from Naruma to get on to Ray Hadley and to say things like, you know what, Ray, we made a horrible mistake allowing the government in in our backyards. We we made a, a horrific mistake. We want our water back. We want our rights back. We want our recreation back. And he, but he's not saying it. See, he's not saying that. I don't so think he he realizes what's happened. But he's, I don't think by the way, and people obviously heard that discussion during, earlier as we played it on the mm. show. But I don't, I don't think even he still now, even based on what's happening, I don't think he still doesn't really get it. No, I don't think he does either. I think he's just making a complaint to Ray, and and, and he's trying to get someone to help him mm. out and figure to fix it. You've got to figure I mean, out why this happened, and it's because you let him down into your backyard, showed him all the best spots, they locked you out of it, and then you went, yeah, oh, oh the fishing license, oh, it's great, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 sign me up for that. You're and pro- probably with promises of yeah, we're going to stock this area, and you're going to have all places to fish, and then they they screwed oh, yeah, you in the ass. They probably would have stole them a whole heap of promises. And to be fair to him, you know, people only believe that other people are going to do good to you. They don't really believe that they have got, got ulterior motives. But we've, we're talking about the government here, okay? And the government in these days changes like you change your mind. And, uh, you know, next, you know, once you install the bureaucracy, who knows what the next mob that gets in are going to do with it. That's the problem. So you just can't trust them. You just cannot trust the government with anything they do because what seems good now may not be good in a couple of years' time. So mm. you just got to make you just got to have the policy of not letting them anywhere near you. I just wonder how many people are going to get it after this has all happened, and if it does get knocked on the head, you know, it may not get knocked on the head. The government could be adamant to go through with this particular position on Marie Parks, and even if it does get knocked on the head, are people going to be smart enough to realise? Well, yes, I just don't think they are, mate. I just don't think they are. But some of them are definitely starting to realise. You only have to look at the posts on social media. People that were a big fan of the fishing licence now going, well, yeah, this didn't work out. I'm not, you know, being part of this system anymore, and I'm not going to buy a fishing licence from now on. Uh, you know, well, but I, I don't think it's about the money. As I said before, I don't think it's about the money. It's just about you sold that right back to them, and then now they own it, and they're screwing you out of it. That's right. But Jason, I want to finish up by saying. People need to ask themselves, like I said before, what kind of a country do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the type of country where mum, dad and the little kids are getting fined 500 bucks for, for casting a line in the water? Is that the country you want to live in? So this is the question they've got to ask themselves. I can tell you right now, when I went fishing down South Coast last year with a mate of mine, we were just in a tinny. And yes, I bought a, I bought, I paid the fishing tax for a whole month. Okay, I did because I know in this particular area there are quite a lot of um, ranges that go around. Okay, so anyway, we went in our tinny, and I'll tell you right now, the moment we put our tinny in the water, we were, we were, we were out there probably for about 10 minutes, not even. And, mate, we had two boats swoop on us. Mate, they swooped on us. Hey, guys, how you doing? Where's your licence? Blah, blah, blah. Where you doing? Where you going? Where you doing fishing, mate? I felt like I was being interrogated. Like, I mean... Here I am just with a mate trying to go for a nice day out for, for a fish and I felt like I was interrogated by the Stasi. And it's just like <laughs> I'm think, thinking, is this Australia? Hello, Hello, sir. You're not planning on catching and keeping and eating fish, are you, sir? Mate, they, <laughs> you I'll tell you right now. Have you got that fishing license hey, on you? <laughs> Jason, I can tell you right now. They basically 
looked that basically looked into every part of our boat, make sure we're not hiding any undersized fish or anything like that. It was like it was like a shakedown. So anyway, it's it's what can you do? It's it is what it is, and hopefully hopefully the people the people will wake up. Hopefully the people will wake up. But um, look, I I have uh, great fears for this country and the future of it, and for the future of my kids. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks, Mars. I appreciate you coming on and helping out again, mate. Thanks a lot. Good on you, Jason, and thank you to all the listeners out there. And I uh, hope you guys have a, have a, a good year hunting, fishing, and shooting. And uh, stay tuned for our next uh, Straight Shooting Podcast. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Yeah.